someone else has already said it best. This is the best, the best of it. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. 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 Hello, hello, and welcome to Best of the Best Podcast with myself, Connor Keys, alongside me as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Terminator, Terminator. <laughs> the, the, greatest, the greatest Terminator Rome has ever seen. If you had any doubt of what this, if you're walking in going, oh, maybe it's going to be all right, pretty light, I think the intro music just <laughs> fucking eliminates that in our dun 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 dun, dun holy fuck. <laughs> Brace yourselves. <laughs> be prepared. Uh, yeah, so we're here with Terminator 2, Judgment Day. We had to give it its full title. It's a colon film. Brilliant. It is a colon film. It is a colon film, so it's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, they then realised that it was a colon film and then r- dropped it down to T2. T2. <laughs> too much. <laughs> they tried too much, no. Uh, so yes, uh, the sequel to 1984's... Uh, the Terminator. The Terminator. Um, starring the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger um, with... Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the sequel, they are reprising their roles, sorta. Um, so the if you haven't seen any of the Terminators, we would advise you to go and watch the first one and to follow. Actually, sometimes you know, there's times I think you can skip the first one. <laughs> that's how. That's you know how good what? This one is. That's what I want to sort of start talking off about. Uh, the the f- original script has this in it. The original script. This is the second half of the film. Oh, the original for the for yeah. first film. Okay, right. but because of obviously technology. Being as limited as it was in 1984, and yeah. fuck that, even 1989, the technology wasn't ready yet, so mm-hmm. they split it in half and extended the Terminator, which is more practical effects, obviously, because it's 84, mm-hmm. and then they were able to wait and sit on a script and build a better one for T2. So this was 1991, and uh, yeah, I remember it being a big... Uh, I remember being one of the one of the biggest blockbusters, maybe um, of mm-hmm. of my childhood. I suppose that's coming into the start of the nineties, but so it was probably the biggest of that of that year. Yeah, that and Batman are my standouts. Yeah, uh, so where there was like fifty of them at the video shop. You know, yeah, there was loads. Everybody wanted to see it, and uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously being too young, I had uh, I had to listen to, to stories from uh, older fellas in in uh, in our park. The fellas, the, the boys. Um, who just were ranting and raving about it. It was never like a, a, a really structured critical analysis of it. it no. Fucking Tito is the, fucking the, lethal, boy. The review we got was, wait, fuck me. <laughs> this is your, this is Frank, isn't it? Fuck me. Frank <laughs> wouldn't pay in the cinema. He hasn't paid in the cinema since the Tiring Inferno, 1967. <laughs> one of the boys went, fucking, you're not going to believe it. I swear to God, hey, on a bike, spinning a shotgun one hand. <laughs> 
That, that was all they took that from was that the film. The whole film was the biggest standout point was Arnie on the bike, one handed, spinning the shotgun round to reload. Not character development, not, not the effects. Not the effects, nothing to do with how the special effects were wow. just groundbreaking, which they were. They were. And uh, yeah, nothing to do with structure or how uh, impactful the film was or anything like that. No. Thinking back fucking on it now, spinning the fucking shotgun one handed. Eh? That was pretty cool. Like, it was pretty cool, in all fairness. Like, but uh, yeah, and then when I got to see it, I was like, "Yeah, it was great." It was pretty cool. But the fucking T one thousand, like fucking, yeah, like, you know, it might have been something to talk about too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just when you mentioned, so we should also mention the uh, non-speaking role. Well, technically, non-speaking. He, he, he does say a few lines, but a couple of lines. But sometimes there's other people. Uh, Robert Patrick. Uh huh. One name boys with two two first names. <laughs> like Marty John. I'm Marty John. Ben Elton. Yes, and Elton John. That's there you go. Yeah. We're going full circle there. Uh, Back to the Johns. <laughs> he yes. was apparently he's cool as fuck. Apparently he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood, and everything he's in, I, he, he, I, he improves. Yeah, I I fucking love him actually. Yeah, I've seen yeah. him a lot of things. Remember Copland? He was amazing. Copland. Great Copland. Um, Great and Sopranos. Great and Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Robert Patrick plays the T one thousand. So and uh, Arnie is official. What is it? T eight hundred? Is it T eight hundred? T eight hundred. Uh, there's another couple of letters after, but I can't remember them. There's a specific model name on them. Is it CSM or something? Whatever. That shows you how much research Arnie. I did for that. Arnie. So it's Arnie. Uh, I, I mean, we've said it so many times before on here. Who else could have played that role? But this literally yeah. <laughs> couldn't have been played by anybody no. else because you needed somebody who looked menacing, could speak very little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, nah. Just just genuinely look like he could pick you up with one hand, throw you through a fucking window, and that sort of worked. Yeah, he does that. Um, So Schwarzenegger had, I don't know, was was the Terminator in nineteen eighty four? It wasn't his first film because he had done um, the Conans and stuff like that, but. What, first major role, first I think, blockbuster yeah. Hollywood sort of style, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Now, it didn't blow out, it didn't smash any records or anything, but it, it solidified him as it this did, guy's going to be an action star. Was it one of those ones where the, the sort of the video culture sort of took it on? That first one, I, uh, I, I mean, so. again, I don't know. I, I mean, I was too, I'm we were sure, too young. with the sort of finance behind it, it wouldn't got a massive cinema run, but yeah, I'm nearly sure I. Didn't. I know, I know, I had seen it before this. I know for a fact I'd seen it. Well, I hadn't. You see, I was just going to say, I know I'd seen this before I'd seen the first one. Right. Just because of the age thing and, and this the hype around us, as you say, like it was like our Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those films we weren't allowed to watch. So oh, had, T2? Or Termi- the Terminator? Just most in general, not T2. I mean, okay. because they're all 15 or 18 and you're like nine. See how well your Maz censorship of things worked? Like you managed well, to see all of them anyway. I've seen them all. Aye. Aye. It was just more of a case of don't watch that. Which I'm away child, here for four hours. To a child, it was like... <laughs> Fucking need to watch that. Aye. Uh, so it's sitting said, right there in the living room floor. Yeah. Don't watch it. If she had a said right. nothing, I would have like, well, I would have thought of it. Thought of it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we have, uh, you're talking. Well, you have to start about, the, you have to talk about how this film starts. Yeah. And <laughs> if you haven't seen, like you said, The Terminator, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It'll start but if you, you off, seen, it'll give you. If you've seen The Terminator and you see how that ends. Yeah. The start of this film, you're totally convinced. That Robert Patrick is here to help out John Connor. Yeah. And that Arnold Schwarzenegger's T-800, because that's the T-800 we know, is here to fucking destroy everything to do with John and Sarah Connor. Yeah. So, I mean, apart from the obvious that it's the same person, because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. uh, Yeah. I mean, it's sort of that initial sort of um, switcheroo in, in the sequel terms. You know, everybody thinking, oh, here we go again, round two of Arnie being bad. 
Mm-hmm. But what has actually happened is um, time has moved on, and the T one eight hundred is almost obsolete. Which yeah, was kind of <laughs> um, when you were entering the nineties. That's kind of what happened to Pirani. In all fairness, um, let's be honest. Mm. After this was like jingle all the way and stuff. <laughs> so, well, uh, True Lies is after this. Oh, True Lies. Oh, yes, yeah. But that's Cameron again. He's keeping mm-hmm. him. Keeping he, him in. But he had a, a last action hero was a big flop, and he had a fuck up with that after this too. But I love that. I love it from. I, I love that film. We should do that on here. I think it's a great film. I fucking love that film. It was a great year, cinema, 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, back to T2. Yeah. So you've got Linda Hamilton then, who has completely transformed Yeah. from the sort of... Uh, She's my favourite part of the film. Yeah, the damsel in distress in, in the first film. Like working in the working diner, all, the curly a, a hair. Yeah, she, well, she has like a wee lizard. Ah, you're yeah, going... Yeah. Uh, and then you see her in this, and she's fucking ripped. Just an animal. Absolute beast with the, the guns in her, and uh, guns and guns. Guns? Um, yeah, so, I mean, she is sort of, what would you call it? Went through to the other side, so she's got, you definitely see her being war-torn. She's, she's completely, obviously, she's been uh, incarcerated, <laughs> put into a she, mental institution. She's in a mental institution with the same doctor from the Terminator. Yeah, because uh, I, I mean, this is now this is only fiction, but what they're saying is that if anybody does see anything real like that, that nobody else sees, they must be mad. They must be mad. So they got her locked up, um, which will come to that scene as, mm-hmm. as a great scene as, as well. But probably the biggest star or the, un, or the sort of, well, definitely unknown because it's an introducing um, mm-hmm. credit is uh, Edward Furlong. Yeah. I think they met him in a mall or something. Playing the young John, John Connor. Is that oh, where they met and him? He was, he was told just to come to audition for this film. He didn't know what he was auditioning for. And he wasn't an actor. Mm-hmm. He turned up. No, he's, he's good in this film. Mm. But he's he's also like... You can tell he's sort of like a street kid and sort of like... Yeah. A wee bit rough and ready and, and not quite... That Yeah, that raw edge to him. Uh, I, but I think he does a great job in it. I mean, it's... He always stood out for me watching it. Um, maybe because we were right about the same yeah. age. You know what I mean? Like he's so, portraying a ten-year-old, yeah. and you know that's bang on the age. I was nothing I wanted more. Oh, you're gonna say it? Nothing I wanted more. I fucking know what you're gonna say. For the ATM machine, the Atari hacking machine, the hacking machine. Fuck! I love that Atari. Ta- Imagine and it takes out three hundred dollars. Take out like, whatever you want. That's like a million pounds. Take out whatever that's you like want. A million he can go to any sweet shop. I went. To, I, I, I thought of sweet shops right away. Naturally, um, all the people went for arcades and stuff. I went for oh, sweet shop. In fairness, if we're gonna go to Mandorn and go to Barry's or any, we're definitely heading to sweets first. Right. Yes. And then you bring in all your sweets to set it straight fair to our games. Yeah. And that's and that's hard to play the big motorcycle game with a bar of rock in your mouth. But, <laughs> <laughs> but well, fuck, I can do it, boy. Uh, so yes, uh, that's <laughs> you just see you with it, <laughs> just stuck it out the mouth. <laughs> Don't know him. He's got the rock in the mouth. He'll break his teeth. Yeah. So we've got uh, Furlong had, and that was, I mean, so. Uh, Probably meant nothing to adults watching it, but to, to a child watching, you're like, oh, jeez. And then the freedom of the, 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 the scrambler and the motorbike and all that sort of stuff. So he was seen as sort of a, a an early teen rebel for, for the 90s children. An unwarranted uh, haircut, yes. public enemy t-shirt. He had yeah. his own motorbike. Uh-huh. He had a friend who had a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck about anything. His ma was in the He doesn't like his ma. He doesn't like his foster ma. Mm-hmm. He, d- you know, you were going, this kid is awesome. <laughs> I want to be like you. That's such a fucking rebel. <laughs> no. And then you realize from the moment we meet Arnold and the guys at the mall, his life's over. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that cool at <laughs> no, all. Not like that good, no. Poor fuckers. 
done uh, for. So I mean, it's it's a great. Um, obviously, it's a great script, but it's a yeah. great concept of the script. You know, the the the, the sort of a prequel as such, mm-hmm. almost what in a roundabout way to everything that's coming because uh, we've already known the end. Yes, yes, yes. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say prequel. I mean, uh, uh, it gives you the ending at the start. Yeah, well, we know. Aye. So we see what's going on. The machines have taken over and all this sort of that. And well, there, there is that brief synopsis that sort of links you back to The Terminator. Or if you haven't seen The Terminator, you know, all right, yeah. this is what this is going to yeah. be about. Okay, I get it. But it's done so well. And we hadn't seen that future yet. No. We hadn't seen that visual of what exactly was uh, going to happen uh, after Judgment Day. <laughs> Until about 2020. Yeah. Where machines have taken over and uh, control everything that we think. Uh, but it's not just not called Skynet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Microsoft. So Skynet was the. <laughs> did you see the ad for Microsoft? They put out a Microsoft ad about artificial intelligence. I have seen and, it. And if you if you change the word Microsoft to Skynet, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like the advert they did. It's literally like an advert Skynet did. Uh, Skynet is the name of the uh, computer infrastructure, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence that that is ultimately. Feeding the machines and uh, controlling. Well, the Skynet's machines. what takes over. Cyberdyne Systems yeah. is what's building Skynet, and yeah, because again, they think it's artificial intelligence. And yeah. we, we've we've had a modern version of this with the Avengers and Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that sort of thing, but this was I very out. A there. machine becomes aware and yeah, thinking for itself becomes all knowing. Um, almost becomes smart. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, you'd never was like in 1991, 92 when we were watching this, you could never have thought of a phone being smart. No. Or the TV you're watching it on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can barely visualize my father being smart, let mm-hmm. alone a fucking TV. I, I still can't <laughs> visualize your father being smart. <laughs> TV on. It's not that smart, Dad. No. <laughs> TV off. Oh, don't start me on Alexa. He just got Alexa. <laughs> oh, he's got Alexa. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, turn down the fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number one, you have to wait for a second for Alexa to give you the command. And number two, she doesn't respond to turn it down the fuck. <laughs> Uh, so yes, the, which well, I mean, you could call Alexa Skynet too, sort of. Thing. Well, that have you ever seen any of the other? Well, we'll briefly touch on the other films. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Like, I don't know how they could have got so wrong. Like Terminator Two is a fucking open goal. It's a it's a layup. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a sure thing mm-hmm. to follow. It is unnecessary first. Yeah. Um, and to follow it, you would need to do it. With an amazing fucking script and film, which they haven't done. No. Once. They really and there's have been four more films. Four more. Yeah. They um, really cashed in on this. And I thought maybe with the Christian Bale um, version of a, it. It's a grand film. It's a grand film to watch, but it's not. No, it doesn't but do it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And then they've answered that all, like you've said with uh, the Avengers reference. They've answered it all by saying it's alternative timelines. Yeah. And the only one that's actually following Terminator 2 is the most recent one that came out last year, Dark Fate. Uh-huh. Or this yeah. year? This year? This year, maybe? Uh, uh, and it's drivel. Yeah. Absolute fucking drivel. I tried to watch it and it was terrible. There's some of the really, worst really films I've ever and you're going, fuck, you're in this universe. It's and so well thought out. So the only thing missing is Cameron. Realistically. And <laughs> a producer role, but that fucking boy's head's in the water. Like, oh, he's gone Avatar. He's floating like, yeah. Avatar and then going yeah. down the Titanic and all and floating about <laughs> and he he I think he just went, I just send the check to my How house. How many so. Avatar sequels has he got planned? He's doing five more. <laughs> So there's going to be six avatars. <laughs> can we can we talk about Avatar for a second? Go, because we're on the topic. James, I don't, I don't James, get it, James Cameron. I don't fucking get it. Uh, I'm not, I I don't, I've watched it two or three times, and every time I went right, James Cameron. I love, I fucking love James Cameron. Yeah, I love the Piranha film. 
uh-huh. I love the best. I love the director's cuts of everything he's done. Aliens is one of the best sequels ever made, and then he tops it by making this film, which uh-huh. I will say is the best sequel ever made because it eliminates the first film altogether. Yeah. And it's a great film. It does, actually. So, all that in mind, what the fuck is Blue Avatar shit about? I don't get it. <laughs> and who the fuck went to see this film so many times that somebody's given the authorization to make six? I went to see it and once. Have you ever seen it since? Yeah. Have you actively went to watch it? Yeah. Um, go. Mm, you watch- know what I mean? Yeah, it's watchable. Should there be five more? No. And they're all going to be like nine hours long. Shit. Unless something changes between now and then. Unless we realize that maybe Avatar was explaining to us how we're controlled. Oh God, it's not. You know it's not. It's the same old story. It's the fucking age old story. Could have just done it in Los Angeles <laughs> with the Terminator. Why didn't he just make an RSEC Terminator? <laughs> I know. I don't want to want to see. Another Terminator would have been the one. Um, so the, the film, I mean, you're talking... High level action because some of the set pieces in it are quite iconic and they uh, mm-hmm. they have lasted and stood the test of time. Um, you have the probably one of the best villains in Robert Patrick and the T one thousand. Do you know who that was meant was to be? Medicine. Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol. I'm not lying. Get Billy Idol. The fuck. There's costumes online of Billy Idol's like like his form, his body shape with the costumes built around it. But he got into this mad motorcycle accident and he was really badly injured. Right. They had to turn it down. Billy oh, fucking Idol. Billy Idol. But I'm thinking about it now and I'm going, Billy Idol. I'm not having to speak an awful lot and just look menacing. They could have done it all right. But there's something about it. <laughs> you know, I could do it. I could do that. You could, I could see it fitting in all right. All right. But there's something about Patrick. was going to something about Patrick because it's going to call him a surname, but then his first name sounds bad. So, Robbie Pat. Something about Rob Pat's that, uh, that, that stare. That real sinister. He's brilliant. Like it? It's unreal. It's really. No, I know. I'm saying yes. There was an alternative. There was people that considered before him, but now, yeah. if somebody went, you want to do it again, Billy Idol, be like, fuck no, <laughs> yeah. Robbie Pats, because apparently his his speed in the film, like him running, uh-huh. it isn't like him on the fucking the back of a truck. That's the, him. That's him. Yeah. Ball Peltner, like, and James Cameron himself said, there's a few times where they were coming out the gate. Remember, he comes out of the parking garage. Yeah. And the, the, the elevator opens in the metal asylum and they're driving away shooting at him he caught the car two or three times <laughs> like and they had to redo it reset go again and they were like Cameron was shooting to the boy in the car in the truck speed up from the minute you get out of the car because he's going to catch you and they're like no that and he did <laughs> Robbie Pats was he, mad at him he is flat out on it, yeah. him and and Linda Hamilton apparently went through some of the most intense training well you can see it on her I mean yeah. because we have a, 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 a sort of previous marker there's no marker, I suppose, for Robert Patrick. But when you've seen her in that in 1984, and mm-hmm. you see her in this, I mean, it's two different women almost. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, she, the, the work went into it. But the, revelate, the sort of revelation of it all was the T-1000 and its liquid metal form. Because you're talking then some of the greatest CGI of that, probably the greatest CGI of that time. It's Until Jurassic Park came along, 93. You were just bang on, because in every Jurassic Park documentary, they referenced T2 as, now we know we can do this. Right, yeah. Because and T2 was, was the, the, the watermark, and oh, a very high watermark, because it's extraordinary. It doesn't stand up too well now, when you watch it in this I still really glory. enjoy it. I think I, I think I, I look past some of the... I would like to watch it on VHS again. Oh, wow. Because that's when a film with CGI like that looks the part, because mm-hmm. you can't spot it. Yeah. Now in HD and 4K, you can go. Oh, I can see the computerized stuff. But there, in that in that same 
I think some of the effects in Avatar look fucking dated. Yeah, oh, they're starting. I guess what I'm saying, things are moving on, and you can see it obviously in, in Avengers and all that sort of stuff, and any of the modern. I mean, that's why you sort of like the Chris Nolan's uh, Dark Knight trilogy because of some of the more more real effects. Yeah, it just feels more real, and it is more real than the CGI. Well, there's tons of practical effects in this film, but the the CGI itself was the reason the budget was nutty balls. Yeah, it's went, the biggest budget really high, of yeah, all time at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, it's something really, really massive. 102 and million. <laughs> which was huge. 1981. It's like, fucking huge now. No, it <laughs> yeah. took nearly a billion worldwide and DVD all in, so it, yeah. it fucking paid for it. But And you, you've got Cameron then, I mean, just putting his magic on it, let's be honest, because mm-hmm. it has that... You've listed out the films, like, were you taking in Titanic and all the rest to come after this? But uh, True Lies as well. I mean, True Lies, man. Fuck, I love True it's Lies. Class. It's like, such it's, a great it's, film. It's so underrated. I, but I, I, it's again, took a fortune at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cameron's always been a, a blockbuster money success, as well as big things. We'll leave Avatar out of it for now. I'd leave Titanic out if fucking <laughs> boat goes down. Uh, how long? <laughs> Did you get the double, the VHS? The two tapes. I was there in the first night at Open, sir. No, you weren't. On a date. Oh, aye. on a date, see. A date. To watch the fucking three or something to Titanic, Titanic film? Uh huh. Oh, you, you, you're forgetting now. You're forgetting. Celine Dion. You're forgetting the Leo level of madness. Yeah, that's true. And hitting a wee small town in Tyrone. Um, a lot of ladies. Well, was he that big then? I know we're going off the point a wee bit here, but. Uh, for was he our that? age group, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. da- definitely. I, mean, I just remember Dilbert. Cause Rome, Dilbert. Romeo and Juliet. Um. <laughs> Fired him up the fucking ranks, like true. Forgot about Roman Juliet. Yeah, and then came this. So, you know, if I wanted to get, I used to. I had to go, you know. So, so you were all right, okay. You know what I mean? Were you not squeaking a wee bit? Well, Moving about in the chair a few times. Bet the foot there, and but you had three hours to get at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> three popcorn. You could do it twice. Come on, more popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cameron, yes, he loves his big epics. He loves he, does. His, uh, he loves the uh, set pieces on this. Like I said, have been probably copied and oh, absolutely resurrected in a few different guises oh, and different films. Um, so you've got loads of different things. I mean, the guns alone, the guns, the guns, baby. The uh, one of the later scenes when, <laughs> when he goes out to shoot out all the the cop cars. The minigun. The minigun is just. <laughs> Oh, man. You know that's the same one from Predator. Oh, no it's way. the same prop from Predator. It's the same prop from Predator. And remember in Scrooge where you see Lee Majors on a TV commercial and he's standing like Santa no with way. a big minigun. It's the same fucking minigun. Oh. Hollywood has one minigun prop, <laughs> but it's, it's cool that it's in all these films. Probably amazing. way more, but Predator but and fucking T two. T two definitely did it justice with the sound as well. Oh it, fuck! The it won the those. Oscar for sound, obviously effects. Yeah, but the sounds in this film. Oh, amazing! Remember when? The T-1000 is chasing them on the truck, mm-hmm. and it hits the brakes, and mm-hmm. then you hear the spark, and it blows up, and that's when you realize Robert Patrick isn't a normal Terminator. He's mm-hmm. a liquid fucking formed. All them sounds, you're just going, wow. Aye. Like, that's incredible. When you hear it now, that's the one thing that has stood up. is in, in the, Oh, it's in a the, phenomenal. The 5.1 Dolby. It's and I'm talking, we're 11, 12, 13, watching this going, this sounds incredible. You're, on, you're not supposed to notice that. On a 14-inch portable TV. Going, yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Turn her up to ten. <laughs> um, so, sort of back to the storyline. We've you, you've got uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah uh, Connor <laughs> Sarah is in. Uh, she's been locked up, so they finally rescue her. Now, and it's she, a good rescue, great rescue because it's it's one of that sort of again first moments where you see 
Um, it's the scene, man. The, the T- scene. T-1000 walking through the, the bars, um, which was absolutely amazing. And mimicking a human. And the, and, and the gun not coming through. The man. gun not coming through. And then we get to Sarah Connor finally breaking away, and she finally gets to see what we all know. He's good now. Yes. We know that, he, that he's he's helping out Sarah. And but initially. But she has not fucking baldy what's coming around the corner. And he comes out of an elevator and Arnold Schwarzenegger stand in front of her. And all her worst fears ever mm-hmm. have just become reality. Um, which, again, is so brilliant. Um, it's such a great, again, down to the script. But it was so brilliant to do that. Oh, it was and, such and, a it's, and it's about an hour or so into the film. Like yeah. it's, it's, you know, but it's such an idea that you're so engrossed in the film at this point because there's already been like a fucking oh, ton of amazing stuff. scenes yeah. that you you forget until and then when he opens the elevator you're like oh, wow. oh that's right she still thinks he he's thinks a your man's bar fucker <laughs> and then will he see the Hong Kong will he see the other way will he see silver hole silver <laughs> <laughs> so hole uh, so they finally get her, uh, break uh, Sarah Connor out and then they go on the uh, well she has to try to start to trust this fucking out what's going machine on. yeah because uh, the first the first film we should say that the uh, the time traveller was sent back to save her before she had John Connor mm-hmm. and now it's coming back to take Kyrie's. out John Connor but then Kyrie gives her a bit of foot turn so and produces Ky- uh, John Connor John Connor this is where it all gets mind blowing so he sent back his dad to fuck his ma to make him Mm-hmm. And in the, in the interim, stop that Terminator from killing me, ma. My head is exploding. <laughs> Going back to time, fuck my ma there, lad. <laughs> what? You're medallic. <laughs> what? Kyle Reasley. And now he's like, now here you go back and explain <laughs> what happened. You go back. I need to know how Skynet gets built. Who's responsible? The main most directly responsible is Miles Bennett Dyson. The director of special projects at Cyberdyne Systems Corporation. Why him? In a few months, he creates a revolutionary type of microprocessor. Go on. Then what? In three years, Cyberdyne will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberdyne computers becoming fully unmanned. Afterwards, they fly with a perfect operational record. The Skynet funding bill is passed. The system goes online on August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug. Skynet fights back. Yes, it launches its missiles against the targets in Russia. Why attack Russia? Aren't they offensive? Because Skynet knows that the Russian counterattack will eliminate its enemies over here. Jesus. Jesus. I know. Deep, man. I was fucking... I was worried about Contagion, but this sounds more... This sounds actually as written fucking last week. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking... Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're t- this, is, this was, again, another thing that was... It had to be a sort of a, a, a stretch for most people. Because computers, and the, we're talking pre-internet here, don't forget. Yes, all this you're right. So, and in the Terminator Genesis film, they're referencing tablets and smartphones yeah. all the time, so it's easier to explain. But in 1981... Yeah, you have to try and explain what's going on. So, what, How is it going to... Why would it all link to me? No, I mean, we are... Chromebook lets you watch probably, Netflix oh. offline. Isn't that? Was, was that the fucking... Did we irritate Uh-oh. the AI? Uh-oh. Oh, fuck, man. I told you. If we look outside, the whole place was wrecked. Somebody just jumped in there and oh, hacked man. in. 
<laughs> Sorry, Sorry Skynet. We love you. Uh, no, Skynet. We'll do your books. <laughs> we'll help. We'll clean up. Do you have a robot for it? We'll do your grammarly. <laughs> We're good grammar. We good grammar. <laughs> we good grammar. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so that, now explain that to people now that of uh, of something like that. It's yeah. easy. It's like, easy, and people can get the concept. Kids look at you and go, "You didn't figure. You couldn't figure that out." And you're like, "No. How <laughs> <laughs> fuck would I have been able to figure that out?" Some way, looking, you going, "Yeah, I designed that this morning." <laughs> yeah, we rewrote a protocol for that on our MacBook, and you're like, "What? You did a what? A Mac? What?" Uh, so I mean, again, it, it, it's uh, context has to be applied to this at all times. I mean, 1991, no internet. Um, you've got no link. No computers. I mean, you've got a couple of uh, consoles and stuff. We're still, we're still pen pals, man. Yeah. When we were doing that shit. It's so, not the, like everything about this. We have to. Like, I'm trying we, to think. We can't there, stress this context anymore. This is, film was bigger than anything that we'd ever experienced yeah, in gonna, every way. I was just going to say, is there a 2020 version? Is there a, even in the last ten years? Has no, there been something that's been? It a, would have a, to be like an independent film that blows people away. It couldn't be. Nothing can top this in terms of its scope. Like, yeah. Even the trailer for this film was the biggest trailer ever released because they shot new footage just for the tra- You remember where they showed That's the footage right, of, him yeah. of building the Terminator? Yeah. And then it shows Arnold's face. They shot that all after the film. <laughs> so the, the, the trailers, it already fucking had made its money back by the time it started because apparently there was like, out of the 102 million budget, worldwide rights were sold for 65 million, video rights for 10 million, TV rights for 7 million, before the film had even started. Jesus. So this fucker made its money back before anybody mm-hmm. bought a ticket. It was huge. Mad. Mad. Uh, but worth it. Um, worth sometimes it. you get, to, I mean, we know about that now since 1991 and onwards. We've seen loads of uh, summer blockbusters that have been pretty shit and lost a lot of money and, and all the rest. Yeah. So this, Cameron, like I said, he, he knows what he's doing when, as a director. Um, he had a great script. He got a great cast. But then he had that team of the special effects. Oh, yeah. Oscar winning level, but oh, um, yeah. just when the whole lot's combined, you're getting this. Well, you're mixing, I was I, gonna say you're it's mixing ILM at the absolute height of their power with yeah. Stan Winston, the best creature creator of all time. Yeah. He created the Terminator, Predator, Aliens. He's that guy. It's a fucking surefire. And the fact that they got Arnold back and they got Lindley Hampton back, and you've got a better script. Because wasn't her talk? I didn't know about getting her back or not. Because she, she she was. They were together. They were together. Her and James Cameron. Married. I think they were married. Yeah. Um, was he does that a lot. Yeah, he's a big fan of the ladies and um, ladies in his industry, and then they get divorced. And but then they're still really, really good pals. Uh-huh. And you're thinking, what, what are you doing wrong, Jimmy Cam? <laughs> what What's going wrong all the time? Okay. Why don't you do like all the other boys and just go for some young girl thing? That'll stay with you. Doesn't think much. <laughs> You've got the dough. Like, come on, Jim. Sort out, man. Um, I'm going for these independent, straight-thinking, beautiful women. How dare you, Jim? Yeah, all them independent ones. What the fuck you doing, Jim? The broke, broke, broke. But the the sort of impact this had on uh, blockbusters in general, because it was it was heading big. We we done Jaws already. We talked about that. Yeah, the we've, there's been blockbusters. Been the Batman, been but then this one was probably one of the first eighteen or at least fifteen sort of adult blockbusters, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. Yeah, um, and it did do it justice. Oh fuck! Action films were kind of. You know the 80s action films, you know what I mean? Obviously, mm. they were dying out of it because the 80s were dying out. But, I mean, the action sort of... Uh, this put a whole new spin in it because Patrick wasn't the 
Robert Patrick wasn't the muscle-bound, no. Stallone, Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. type uh, person. This was a new type of villain, as you say, the fitness and the running and the speed, mm-hmm. um, and yet being as lethal as he was because mm-hmm. he was scary as fuck. Oh, he was, when he when he did that, uh, the the when his hand goes into the knife mm-hmm. into the the stepmother. The stepfather? Step, no, the, from the stepmother? From the stepmother, sorry, to the stepfather. Foster with, mother. Is it stepmother? I think it's foster mother. Foster mother. mother. With the milk. <laughs> never and the noise of it again. I the know. sound of it coming out of his, uh, going <laughs> in him and coming out of it. Oh. Do you know who that is? Who? The, step, the foster mom? No. That is Jeanette Goldstein. Jeanette Goldstein is Vasquez in Aliens. No. Yeah. The fucking oh. female Marine. She is, uh, Vasquez, Aliens was her first film. It's obviously James Cameron. Mm-hmm. And um, she's also in Lethal Weapon 2 in Near Dark, and she's in Titanic. Well, there you go. She owns a company called Jeanette Braz. Not mm-hmm. Jeanette's Braz. Jeanette Braz. Right. They haven't sponsored the podcast, but I just have to tell you, they have five locations in America for mm-hmm. Plus Cup Braz. Oh, I might go myself. And their slogan is, the alphabet starts at D. Ah, oh, I like it. Vasquez is still cool as fuck, too. She's right. doing interviews, and she's just totally happy. She was part of that world, and... Great. So Jeanette Goldstein, good one. Nice one. For good, all to see, good to have Goldstein in there. For all our uh, female uh, and male listeners with big boobies. Go to Jeanette Braz. There you go. And Jeanette, if you're listening, <laughs> um, sponsorship is available if you want to let us know. Here, if she wants to just come on and have a chat about Braz, I don't mind. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, again, we could, I could purchase. We can get some Braz. You could, you could try it on me. Have a bit of crack. Mmm. We did a Buffalo Bill, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, that's an image. That one's not going away anyway. It's going to be a tough one tonight. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, you're So, yeah, the visuals, the sounds, everything, but the, the, the you're sort of, like, it's hard to fly. This film flies really? up until we meet Sarah Connor. It fucking goes 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and then picks up his And then gets more <laughs> detailed. And then you start to talk like the, the audio we just heard about Skynet and Cyberdyne. And yeah. And then you get the other twist then where you have, um, uh, again, a repercussion of the first film where all the police mm-hmm. are after Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. because he, the original T-800 there is, chopped up a whole fucking police station. Yeah, there's mention early on when they talk to, after the incident in the mall, uh-huh. Which is our first sort of action hit in the film? Yeah. Um, th- th- there's the police go to talk to Sarah Connor because it's the only one that can reference from the incident that happened in the eighties, and they have video footage, obviously, of him walking into the police station in eighty four, uh-huh. and then they see the same guy in the mall, and they're like, "This is the same person." Yeah. What can you tell us? And she's going, "I don't believe you. I don't believe you. It's not real." Um, even though she's the only person who still believes it's all <laughs> real, but she can't believe that he's back. Right. She doesn't realize he's back under <laughs> a different guise of trying to protect them, and and that's what again it's it's sort of that uh, it's a spin, mm-hmm. it's a great spin, yeah. and it was, a, and I think it's the only spin that could have worked rather yeah. than it being the Terminator Two. You know what I mean? It would yeah. have been another just B movie type fucking uh, sequel that could have been cashed out. Which I think the rest of them have been. They have been. They yeah, have been. They, they, they have been thought through. Definitely wasn't there for Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, anyway. Whoa! <laughs> what was going on there, boys? Oh, that's. Oh. What a weird fucking... Mm-hmm. That's a weird film. That's why this film is a standalone best of the best. It's, <laughs> it's not part of a collection. Such a weird film. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it it needed to have... Him the, on the crane and all. What the oh, fuck no, was going on there? No. What a pile of shit that is. Why did the... Ru- I don't know. They could have just left it as is because what happened was, I mean, with this film, you ended up getting... Um, you ended up getting emotional about machines. 
I always get emotional about <laughs> machines. <laughs> Coffee machines, VHS. Um, I mean the the we'll we'll come obviously we'll get to the ending, but I mean it started to build up a, a proper. Yeah, you can see the Rapport breakdown. Yeah, and and there's a there's a a great sort of underlying theme of what it is to be human. Mm-hmm. You know the the scene of um, Edward Furlong, young John Connor in the back of the car crying. Mm-hmm. And Schwarzenegger's or the T eight hundred's asking, "What's that coming out of your eyes?" You know all that sort of stuff where you really have to. It breaks down your whole thinking mm-hmm. on on on. You're like, "Oh, I right, no, he wouldn't understand what that is. He isn't baldy." But there but is you'd a, never have that thought. No. Why would that thought would never enter your head in a normal, even in primary school, secondary school, wherever you were when you were watching this as an adult? Even you would never think your head going, "Oh, a robot wouldn't know what a tear was." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's, it, but it's it's such a passing. Yeah, moment in the in the film, but it plants a seed of something bigger of going. Oh yeah, okay. How would they recognize that? Yeah, it doesn't under like it. it the T eight hundred mentions that it has detailed medical files of the human body and stuff, so it knows where to shoot you and it won't kill you. Yeah, you know it'll just injure you. Uh-huh. But it doesn't know what the result of that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't need to know. Doesn't need to know. Just needs to know the blood and bone function mm-hmm. or something. It doesn't know its emotion or its soul or. And because uh, we. The, we talked about the Medigun and and the joy of the the Medigun comes from um, the new order that he has been put on, upon him by young John Connor to say do not kill anybody, which is fucking brilliant because yeah. the machine just all he does is kill. So he's under a new order now, but he, he's able to, as you say, just legs and shoulders and arms Aye. and shit just everywhere putting but, people down. Um, but it came from it came from a scene earlier on which I loved as well. Which again I always thought as a ten year old going. Oh, Mm-hmm. Imagine you had protection to God. My hand up, my hand about there. It'd be fucking well handy, wouldn't it? <laughs> you okay, kid? Take a hike, Buzzo. So let's get out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, you little dipshit. Dipshit. Put your leg down. <laughs> Did you call moi a dipshit? Just trying to help this punk. Ground this guy, I can't believe he called me. Ah! Ah! Oh my God, get him off of me! And now, who's the dipshit, you jock douchebag? Ow! Mm. No! Put the gun down now! Course, I'm a Terminator. <laughs> Got a point. <laughs> Listen to me very carefully, okay? You're not a Terminator anymore, all right? You got that? You just can't go around killing people. Why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Because you can't. Why? Because <laughs> you just can't, okay? Trust me on this. I'm gonna go get my mom, and I order you to help me. Ooh. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I'm gonna do that all week now, man. <laughs> go and pick up that box, bring it upstairs. Why? <laughs> Why? It's, it's such <laughs> a, it's, but it's... it's it, Again, it's, it's kind of like a philosophical thing of going, yeah, you're going to have to... wouldn't know. There has to be a logical reason <laughs> yeah. for everything. What, what is the... Why am I stopping something that I've been protocoled to do? <laughs> why am I not allowed to why? kill? Yeah. I'm the Terminator. Because the Terminator... Before we get into the ending and uh, some of the other excitements, mm-hmm. do you want to hear some facts? Of course. 
No, the biker bar scene at the start where he turns up. Every Terminator the time travels or every human the time travels has to do it in the nude. Yes. You can't have anything on you. Cause it'll That's be, why I never time travel. Yeah, and you never do it with clothes on when you when you did do that one time? Oh, well, no, no, no. That's what you said anyway when you turned up my yeah. house and you were in the buff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> the biker bar scene at the start was filmed across the street from the Rodney King beaten. The night the Rodney King beaten happened. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? I was going, What? Hi, James Cameron was like the beating happened the night they filmed that scene in that bar, and the fucking the 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 beating that was handed out by the Los Police Department happened across the street from where they were filming. At the same time. At the same time. So why do we not have fucking HD version of? I know. The why didn't did, did he just turn around turn and film around. <laughs> and pick up the other guy filming over his fence with his fucking <laughs> video camera? Uh, Hank from Breaking Brad. Yes. Do you remember him in the film? Uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. Oh, he's he's wearing a mask. Remember when the SWAT team turns up and Miles uh-huh. Dyson's holding the bomb, and he's like, "I can't hold this any longer." The uh-huh. leader is Hank from Breaking Bad. Get out of it. The opening scene was shot at a demolished steel plant, okay. which is straightforward yeah. enough. Uh-huh. The, all the twisted motorcycles and the cars and all the blacked out cylinders and all that are uh-huh. debris from the Universal Studios fire in 1989 when a disgruntled security guard torched the back lot. Oh, so that's all real debris. Mm-hmm. It's always a disgruntled security guard, isn't always. it? Always. Did you hear about the T2 uh, 3D ride at Universal Studios? No. It cost $60 million to make. Of course make. it did. It brought back all principal actors. Uh-huh. All four of them came back. Uh, pretty much all closed now. <laughs> <laughs> it was 12 minutes long of all this mad footage of them once again going into the future. Uh-huh. And it was all done in 3D with actors on the stage that weren't the real actors. And then the screens had Linda Hamilton and Schwarzenegger and Edward Furlong and Robert Patrick portraying their characters. And uh, there's video of it on YouTube. It is shit. Uh-huh. Cameron directed it. Oh. And it ain't good. Chitching. So he got a bit of, in there, He got some it? tense. So every scene you see of Linda Hamilton uh, portraying Sarah Connor, where she sees herself... Mm-hmm. Either uh, the scene where the T one thousand mimics her, and it's there's two Linda Hamilton's on the screen. It's actually Linda Hamilton and her twin sister Lindsay. She's a twin sister. She's a twin sister, identical twin sister. What? So uh, yeah, so there's there's two sets of twins in this film. So Lindsay, there's a deleted scene where uh, Sarah Connor mm-hmm. is operating on the T eight hundred skull to remove the inhibitor. Yes, which will help him to learn other things. Yes. And in that scene, there's like a major dramatic decision where she's like, I can crush this. That's right, yeah. That, that's inside yeah. a skull. And that will end all of this, but it'll kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's actually John Connor who tells her, no, because you have to start trusting me now as a military leader from the future. You have to listen to what my decisions are. Mm-hmm. So, but in that scene, there's a Arnold Schwarzenegger's looking in the mirror as she's taking the thing out of his skull. Yeah, that's right. In reality, it's Lindsay Hamilton on the other side of a table. So you can see their faces. And it's Linda, Linda Hamilton on our side mm-hmm. operating on a dummy. Uh, so it's not even, it's a practical effect. Uh, and it's go. a good scene. I don't know why they deleted it, but. Yeah, I, I think it was because it was, uh, wasn't something to do with blood and gore because there was like, they hadn't removed the scalp as such, even though it was I a robot. Uh, you could be right because. And the, uh, but again, I think the sound. Yeah, the sound. There was a sound of them. <laughs> yeah. Moving the scalp back. That was me doing it, by the way. It wasn't me removing Roman's scalp. Yet. And, uh, we, we, is that is that fact is that our fact filled corner da, 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 <laughs> Row facts. <laughs> Row facts. Uh, there yeah. are facts made up by Row. They're actual facts. <laughs> actual I just facts. said them. <laughs> he just said them. <laughs> um, we have the the we're getting towards the sort of the final third of of the film where again we're into some some 
major uh, action pieces. And per Miles Dyson, Miles Dyson, who uh, appeared then as one of the Blues Brothers two thousand for some reason. Um, Weird. <laughs> he's a great character actor. I don't know what the, great actor. His uh, family are lovely people, and they just get fucked. Mm-hmm. And the poor fucking Wayne would play him with his wee remote control bio, and then Old Sarah turns up to blow him away. Yeah. The red dot, no. Oh, that's a great scene that's too. A great scene, a lot of ten- lot of tension, and um, the mother. Uh, I have vivid memory of the mother being very, very um, uh, scared. Well, there's a fucking Terminator in the fucking yeah, house. But how scared she was I always stood out. So the actress herself actually playing that part, I was. Oh, like, they're brilliant. Yeah, the, the whole really thing. Good. Like you totally get that this is a normal. There's a scene that they cut out showing the the Dyson family earlier on in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just after when they mention Miles Dyson yeah. in the car. Um, and it just shows them. like uh, it's, They tell it's a Sunday and it's like a bright Los Angeles day and they're living in a lovely house. And, and they took it out, I think, because I think people then would see them as not as human because they're rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a, yeah. Whereas when they turn up in this thing, clearly the guy works for a like, computer company and he's worth a bit of money. Yeah. But because he's just doing his work <laughs> and somebody's fucking shooting at him from yeah. outside, you're going... Per bastard isn't a clue what he's doing. Like, yeah, no notion. When he bends down on the, the, uh, the laptop, yeah. Like, oh. uh, so, I mean, you've got, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the storyline is that, I mean, Miles basically has now been informed that he has created uh, ultimately the processor that's going to lead to Skynet taking over. So, this is kind of like a the time hop thing, but again, I can't help referencing it, but with Marvel doing it recently with the Avengers, I mean, it's. Uh, although they they explained it a lot better, um, where they said that every single uh, movie has been wrong. <laughs> they ask, they, yeah, how, they don't say. Do they say Terminator? They, they say don't mention the Terminator. No, but uh, that, they that, mention Hot Dog Time Machine. Yeah, <laughs> Back to the Future. Um, that basically the time travel and sort of ideas aren't not what we think. No. Um, back to the Future totally wrong. Totally wrong. We just go back and change. No, that's not the way it goes. No. So it's a different timelines. Um, whenever all our timelines sync together, we're we're gonna be fine. But until then, we're fucked. Whoa. Whoa. Um, when again, it was a, a sort of a mind blowing concept because mm-hmm. time traveling again with the Terminator had been done, but this time around, then you're going okay. So if you're, do you find the source, you know, and 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 then linking how does something first originate? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we think of it now, like I don't know, Facebook. Okay. Like you need to go back to see like, where did that first seed or mm-hmm. right, we've got a movie to tell us it but a great movie a great movie um but we have no idea if it's true yeah you know a movie just told us that so you to find the original sort of background to it uh was you saying terminator isn't true you saying that's also not true no the fuck me no but the, the, the facebook movie is definitely not true but terminator could be true terminator is definitely true um <sighs> fuck me up, machines man. have taken over prove me wrong Um, <laughs> we're doing this podcast on machines to so put out on a machine for people to listen to on a machine. On a machine. Um, we're going to promote it to people on, on a, machine. a machine. And uh, yeah, we're although I was thinking of doing the old stand at the corner of the street down here with the signboard, and then I wanted to be naked. And there's just there's just certain things. Apparently, then we'll definitely see a machine. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> there's laws against that or something. I don't know. It's like something to do with exposure or something. I don't. I I thought would well, be great exposure first, but apparently you're not allowed to. No. Uh, I'm I'm only good I at think the signs. Get, get a decent amount of exposure, but then apparently you're overexposed. It's indecent then, apparently. Aye. Um, 
So we'll just have to scrap that and just go back to the old machine. Fucking slaves that we are. Back to fucking social networks. Back to smartphones and all. Smart bastards. Uh, so yes, machines taking over is obviously a wild theory um, for 1991, mm. which didn't come true. And um, we, even then, but I mean, because like we talked about, we, mobile phones weren't even there. So No, not even the thought of it. Do you I mean, remember fucking Miami mm. Vice, that man holding that phone? Looked like a fucking two-ton brick. You had to move your mouth down to the speaker. But Hello? by fuck, did you want one? I wanted one. <laughs> remember the car ones? Remember car the fucking car ones? Car phones were the one. <sighs> car phones never picked up in, in, in Ireland, no. UK. Mainly for the drink driving. <laughs> yes, Pazzo, what's a boom? In fairness to Americans, they're, they're able to drink drive because all the roads are just... Big straight, four <laughs> mile long, like wide roads. Like who could? You're never gonna hit me in it. We do not condone drink driving. No, uh, especially not around the fucking roads in Tyrone. Definitely. <laughs> so, but I mean, when you get into then uh, Pearl Miles, then realizing that he is maybe going to cause the end of the fucking planet, he Seems. wants to r- rectify that by bringing him into the Cyberdyne offices basically and getting is it the original arm is it's it the original arm it was the, they got it in the press remember when they yeah. crossed the terminator they got and the, the crossed, arm so they got the arm and, and the chip a the bit chip. of the chip which has more advanced technology than they ever see and they yeah. were able to speed up the process of getting to where we are now so by destroying these uh artifacts as such at that stage because and work. all his documents they're gonna uh, they're gonna bl- destroy the whole all the research they would be able then to stop skynet um it resets everything take it over so a big reset, yeah, and uh, so this is leading us then to the final sort of like like most movies um, with their big sort of crescendo. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to the final end, we should talk about another sort of byproduct of this film. Oh yeah, which I knew of before I knew the film. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because because of the album, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and then the video, the video man. Now we can't obviously show you the video, but. Um, we definitely can if let If the fucking you hair in your arse doesn't shoot straight up oh the minute you hear this. Jesus. Give up. Wide turn, boys. Wide turn. Wide turn. Two of us up and staring here at the Aye. video. The video is... <laughs> video is so cool, man. Because... <laughs> oh, Axel. Uh, Axel, baby. I hate, a, I hate him and love him. One of our... Uh, another one of our topics uh, yeah. with the uh, appetite for destruction, but so Guns N' Roses produced in this. I don't know if this song was produced for. The it was film. written. This film. This song was written for Appetite for Destruction. Ah, okay. And yes. uh, it's uh, it's been about for ages, and then they they were putting it on Use Your Illusion, and because it became a fucking double album, they had to start firing every <laughs> song. But, but um, uh, the producers came to them and said, "We need a Guns N' Roses song," and they picked this one, and they tied in again major tie-in with one of the biggest bands in the world. 
playing the title song. The song's played like three times in the film, I think, in the, yeah, in the first 20 and, minutes. And I mean, obviously the massive then LA connection. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, a minute long intro into this chain. Uh, so we, we were sitting glued to the video here. If you get a chance to watch it, go and take a look. And it's so because <laughs> it's got scenes from the film. Yeah. And Arnold turns up at the gig. He turns up at the gig for no reason other than to check out Guns N' Roses as a Terminator. Well, and then at the end, he has a gun but no roses. He's gone no roses, which in the in the actual film as well, Marie takes the first gun out of a rose box. So anyway, he then at the end of the video. He meets Guns N' Roses out the back because they're like loading their own gear because they're Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, yeah, of course. And he checks them all out and he's like, these boys are cool. <laughs> and then he walks away. Brilliant. Conceptual. <laughs> conceptual. fucking tie-in ever. <laughs> yeah, but it works uh, so well. Works so well. I remember seeing the video and being just really excited about seeing the I film. Know, like, yeah, I didn't really know much This film yeah. was fucking huge. Massive, about a year yeah. before he even came out. Like, and we were always then a year behind anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Ireland's always fucking, but was behind. So, uh, yeah, this, this song was was such a massive hit. But you, you then had, as you say, it was used three times in the film or something. So it was like... Uh, wee snippets of it. Like, they're yeah. playing it on their wee boombox. Because there is some great... Uh, the rhythm to it, that intro, that drumming intro. Oh, my. It was <laughs> it's fucking, fucking brilliant. Uh, so then, yeah, we're getting to the end of the film. And, and I mean... Uh, you know, we're, we're, we we know they want to get rid of the evidence or the, the sort of the, the chip and all this stuff. So we end up in a big steel factory. Steel, steel boys, oh where all Jesus. the hard boys are. All the hard and the boys. minute the truck is sliding in full mm-hmm. of fucking nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, liquid all nitrogen. them boys run like fuck. <laughs> they don't give a Holy fuck about the work. nitrogen. <laughs> so liquid nitrogen, like, which again was such a, a groundbreaking thing, an idea. Um, so what happens, obviously, he freezes. And then you think, oh, they got him, Brad. Smashed him down into pieces, but shattered him into a thousand pieces. And then he starts melting. <laughs> and then the fucker comes back together again, and you shit the Which bed. Is fucking it's such a mighty scene. Brilliant scene. And that's uh, a scene, I haven't recently rewatched it again, that holds up fucking it does. every year. Yeah. No yeah. matter where we're going to be watching this from, it's going to be, that scene's just shocking. So the reforming of all the sort of molten sort of steel uh-huh. of the T-1000, uh, yeah, leading to then the final sort of... Uh, the, the final combat between the two Terminators, along with Sarah Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, there, we should point out there was a, a porn film of this as well. Oh, Gofert. Ferragana. No, it's not. Yeah, Ferragana was in, um, I think, I don't know if it was the first one or second one. I'm sure our, our mate Bundy will let us know on that one. Not saying that Bundy's an aficionado on porn. But uh, <laughs> well, okay. But I think he, uh, yeah, w- w- it was a, it was a tape that may have passed around a few. People. Oh, you've seen it? Oh yeah, you seen the ter- Terminator Two spoof porn? Oh yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it. Oh yeah, Ferragana. I think we all watched it in our house one day. Wait a minute, the whole gang of us. Oh dear, Circle Jerk. No, we didn't Circle Jerk. But uh, yeah, we watched it. Uh, one one our friend David um, D. He still all right. still 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 does does the impression of it. <laughs> Ferragana, I can't even impregnate you. That was his, <laughs> Is that the life that's, the, that's, that's what his job was. His, he was a Terminator to go back in time to impregnate um, Sarah Connor. Wow. Yeah, that was to be there first. <laughs> I'm betting that the uh, high-end production wasn't... Uh, uh, yeah. Dildo hands, was it? It might have been, yeah. It would have been, mm. wouldn't have been more CGA, more STA. You know what I mean? Aye. Aye. <laughs> I have a feeling they had a really power hose down that set. <laughs> Back to T2 before we get uh, day. too dirty. Uh, so we're into the final. I mean, and this is what I'm talking about, the emotional um, yeah, length. There is a real proper sad This is, this sort of is the first time that this 
kid has had a father figure. A father let's say, figure. yeah, there's so many. Somebody, a, a male he trusts to the point Social where social political themes. Yeah, it. yeah. There's a lot of things hitting here on this in this film, and uh, yeah. And the realization is, yes, okay. Uh, if we get rid of the T1000, you still have to get rid of the evidence that was the arm and the chip from 1984. But then mm. also, the T800 that's standing in front of you also has to go because mm. he's further evidence or the possibility that something could happen to him and his technology could be used again for something similar to Cyberdyne. So he has to go. Mm-hmm. So in that emo- in that sort of scene, you're filled with fucking emotions because you've just seen pretty much an action sequence that lasted about an hour. Yeah. And you're already like, whew, time to slow down and nothing slows down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't slow down in any way whatsoever. Um, and so you've got that sort of, uh, that bond that mm-hmm. has to be in this, that's uh, without giving away the end, there's a bit of self-sacrifice, so we say. She, mm-hmm. uh, but that the sort of thumbs up at the end, you know, it's it's it is very moving and still it holds is. up, you know, it holds to the test. Um, it it, it sort of uh, did you know that there was a guy proclaimed to be a time traveler came back in uh, I would believe it, but 1999, did what? you know that? Yeah, no, John Titer, okay, T I T O R, okay. I seen this a couple of years ago and I was like. And like no, that obviously I don't believe it because he basically just rehashed the fucking script of T two. Oh, <laughs> and told people, and people were like, "Oh my god, he's a time traveler." So John Taylor came back, um, because there's been a war with machines and all in the future, and John Taylor came back and had to get an IBM seven fifty uh-huh. computer, which is what I think was used during the Nazis, maybe for the, yes. the the code and stuff, and he had to bring that back with him in order to. Save the past. Why didn't he get like a? I thought he would have been back by getting a MacBook, but oh, why didn't he wait twenty twenty and get like a really high <laughs> powered? There's good prices on it. Curry, I seen the studio. He came from twenty thirty four, and I thought you went too far back, John. Ah, too far back. Son. You went. That's yeah, wrong. Ninety nines. Uh, so there you are. You have people that are following John Titer, um, who basically just. Oh, he's still alive. I, I have no idea because I don't know what timeline he's on. That's true. <laughs> you know, he could be sitting here beside us. We won't even know. Uh, but I'm John Tiger. The fact that, yeah, the fact that people actually there are actual genuine people who are out there like worshiping and stuff. It's a great concept. Um, I, I love. Yeah. I thought of that being a thing, but you know, it's obviously not evident because no. I would have came back and went, "Don't do that." Yeah, at some it's point, a, it's a yeah, it's a very effective script, is what it is. Of course, of course. Uh, but the fact that the end. I mean, uh, like we say, I mean, it didn't get mentioned in the list of shitty films that's ruined with time traveling like it did in Avengers. Maybe for that reason, because there's something to this that has a mm-hmm. a semblance of sense to it. Like, yes. Like Back to the Future had none. It was a family film and it's not supposed to. But this one is a bit of thinking out. Into I, it, you they know, didn't just say flux capacitor and everyone went, all right, <laughs> yeah. brilliant, that makes sense. Like they actually describe. Yeah. Feeding full of compost into the yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a bit of science behind it. And mm-hmm. now, as we know, maybe a bit more factual than we might have fucking thought. Uh, when you see the technology that's around us now and how it controls, um, well, I was going to say not controls us and it doesn't control us. It controls computers. Don't control us, Connor. Shut up. It control. Well, it, <laughs> it controls basically everything around us. I sense. get up in the morning. I look at my phone. I watch the TV. I go to work and clock in a time. But no fucking machine controls me, man. That's right. That's why we should call you Ronan Freeman. <laughs> Ronan <Ronnie> Freeballs. <laughs> Free balls. <laughs> Can we talk about the extended for a brief minute? So yes, we we have then uh, we have the extended. Uh, do we have the director's cut and then director's the ultimate cut, edition? special edition and ultimate edition? Okay, so and then there's a, a fucking Cyberdyne Skynet edition. There's too many editions, but basically there were scenes cut out that Cameron thought just didn't need to be in, but they were part of his screenplay. 
And Cameron is one of them boys that doesn't cut out things lately. So no. But he's released director's cuts of pretty much all his films. But this is already a two-hour 17-something film. Yeah. So it only adds had a few. Okay. But there's one in particular that we're at the end now. So there's a scene at the end, an alternative ending, mm-hmm. where it shows John Connor, he's now a senator, right. uh, with his son uh, in a play park. And Sarah Connor is watching them, talking about how everything changed uh-huh. and everything's been reset. And Cameron wisely said... No, we'll just stop after the Terminator goes down into the lava. Right, okay. Because I don't know where this is going to go. Uh-huh. And there was no overbearing thought at the time of alternative timelines. Will people understand it? Boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. So things can happen in a different way. Mm-hmm. So he wisely caught it. Yeah, I think. No, and yeah. it, 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 it's a good point because some of the fashion that the people are wearing in this <laughs> futuristic play That's park. Right, I must take a look at this. Oh, boy. Many, many mullets. <laughs> Although... Mm-hmm. If they had a show that scene, we may not have suffered three, four more films. That's the other uh, <laughs> theory. And uh, again, my thought is probably, uh, yeah, really, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. But it's a good ending uh, for purists to watch. It's in the Ultimate Edition, but there's alternative bits. Kyle Reese turns up early on in the film. Oh, right. Okay. To Sarah Connor, obviously in one of her f- drug-induced dreams when she's in the mental mm-hmm. hospital. And he just tells her basically the same stuff from Terminator. So it's kind of pointless yeah no point yeah. he just goes over there is no future no fate but what we make stuff again and okay it doesn't really make any sense but there's an interesting scene where remember when um the t1000 goes back like we talked about to the foster parents home yeah and it shows you keep hearing the dog barking yes. the way he says on the phone the, the dog never barks oh yeah and he, it's, he it's fo- mentioned he, him with he mentions a, a different yeah. name so when the scene shows the t1000 going out to the dog and killing it mm-hmm. and looks at its collar and sees that the dog's name is different. Which would answer how he knew to go to the mental uh, asylum. Yes, uh-huh. And then he looks around John's room and finds in like a hole in the wall notes from the mother. Uh, letters that she sent. So he knows exactly where. So it answers that perfect. Because there's no way the T-1000. Because only John Connor and the foster parents knew where the mother was. <laughs> yes. And he's with the Terminator T-800 and the foster parents are dead. So you're thinking, how the fuck did he find that mental hospital? Now we know. And it answers it. What, well, yeah, they could laugh that on right now. But it also answers why the dog's constantly barking. Like, even when he turns up at the start and asks, are you the foster parent? Are you the, the carers of yeah. young John Connor? And they're like, yeah, he's probably at the... He just left. The dog's barking flat out. And from the first, the Terminator film, Kyle Reese mentions dogs are used to hunt down Terminators. Because ah, they can smell that they're human yeah. flesh, but yeah. they know they're not human. Mm-hmm. So that's why the dog's constantly barking. And I never thought about it. Never thought about it there. Like, he I just, just says it, the dog doesn't bark, and you hear barking every time you go back to that house. You think because yeah. it's a Terminator in it. Which is interesting. Well, there we have it now. Well, it should have been left in. It should have been left. That definitely would have helped him. Yeah, also, the been. weird scene where Arnold smiles. Remember that? Where he's teaching him how to oh, do yeah, teaching him how to smile, yeah. That's in the... That's very strange. I don't get that one. Because... It's sort of stupid. Yeah. And... Stop being stupid. Yeah, I'm glad that was cut out. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of cutting out, let's cut this out right away. Um, thank you very much for listening. We hope you get a chance to go and rewatch or watch for the first time mm-hmm. T2. Um, please don't watch anything after T2. Um, you could go and watch The Terminator. The Terminator is a great film. Yeah, but li- realize that the limitations of it are because of when it was filmed and when it was done. Yeah, and it's dated a wee bit because of the yeah. music and all that sort of the fucking synthesizers of the 80s. Mm. Uh, but uh, you, T2 then more than makes up for it. Still. Still to this day. Still so you, my, one of my favorite action films. Sadly to say, 30 years next year. Yeah. 30 years mm. old. Terminator 2. So on that bombshell. 
Don't forget the boy on the motorcycle spinning the gun. That's the best moment. Ah, uh, one-handed <laughs> fucking spinning <laughs> shotgun, sir. <laughs> <laughs>